Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools, and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Just For Today podcast. Steph here and delighted that you are joining me on another episode. If you are new to listening to me, you may be new to me talking about inner child healing and inner child work. But if you aren't new to that, you will know that it's an area of my work that I'm extremely passionate about. Inner child healing is something that I hold very precious. It's an element of my toolkit that is really profound and really healing. And the reason it's something that I offer to my clients is because it's a huge piece of the puzzle of me coming back to myself and being able to heal moments of the past. Moments, you know, as children, we make assumptions, we come to conclusions that aren't necessarily accurate, I guess I would say. I mean, accurate from an adult perspective. Now, let's not forget when we're children, we don't have emotional intelligence. We don't have emotional maturity. We are learning. We are growing. We are being nurtured. We're being shaped. We are being conditioned. And some events that may happen, some experiences that we have, unless we have somebody to guide and nurture and support us through those in an emotionally intelligent way, often we can make things be about us. I heard someone once say that children are little narcissists and immediately I was like, what? Narcissists? And actually when we dig into that a little bit deeper, what they meant by the use of that language is that children make everything about them because they believe that they must be the impact of, or they must be the creator of a situation. So let's just say, I don't know, One of the things that parents say to children as they're getting divorced is, this is nothing to do with you, you didn't do that. Or some parents will say that, some parents won't. Um, We're heavily reliant as children on our caregivers being able to nurture us in a way that we need to be nurtured. But every parent is going to get it wrong at some point. There is no such thing as perfect parenting because our parents are doing the best job they can with the resources they have available to them. So what I mean by that is the emotional resources, the skills, the knowledge, the nurturing. They've learned from their parents, they're moving on and they're trying to do a better job than maybe their parents did. But ultimately, they're going to have some lasting effect on you that wasn't intentional, generally, on their part. But as a child, you are going to create beliefs and make assumptions based on the things that you are seeing and experiencing and feeling. And unless somebody's there to nurture and guide us through that which even if we do have very attentive parents even you know as a young child we're not always able to articulate we don't have the language skills to be able to say I had an experience at school today mummy that left me feeling really rejected they won't even know that they just know that it's a feeling that's really uncomfortable for them so when I was first reacquainted with little Steph it was really a moment of change for me it was a real eye-opening 
life-changing experience, which I know sounds really dramatic, but it did change the game. I was able to start communicating with little Steph and help her through some of the things that she didn't have the support and love and nurturing at that time. And again, I'm going to put it in here. Our parents are always doing the best job they can with the resources they have available to them. They also have life going on around them and they may miss things. They may say the wrong things, but not with intention. Now, there are a few that may be doing things intentionally, but we're not talking about them. We're going to here generalize and just assume that most parents or all parents that I I experience and myself as a parent are doing the best they can. But when I started working with little Steph, there were some things that she needed to talk about. There were some things that she needed to understand, things that she needed to explore so that she could finally feel at peace with those things. And when you do the inner child work, what's so beautiful is that you know how she felt. You know what she saw. You know what she experienced because she is you and you are she. Beautiful, right? Absolutely beautiful. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, unfortunately, heartbreakingly sad, um, me and my family, me and my brother and my mum went to a funeral last week and we attended the funeral of a what I would consider a young man. He was, I believe, 45 Uh, maybe a couple of years younger than me, maybe 47. That doesn't matter. Stop digressing, Steph. We went to a funeral um, because he'd lost his life to cancer. And he is the brother of one of my sister's best friends. Now, if you're new to my podcast, my sister passed away from cancer in 1995. And one of her best friends, it was her brother that passed away. And we went to the funeral last week. So I went with my brother and with my mum. It was absolutely devastatingly sad because his life was cut short He's left his family behind. It was a long, long fight that he put up, um, a very brave fight. But at the end, he, he did lose his life. And we went to celebrate that. And it was a beautiful celebration of a life lived. Really, really beautiful. And it was sad, really, really sad. Of course it is. When we say goodbye to someone, whether they've been here a short amount of time, a long amount of time, we're saying goodbye. And whatever our beliefs are, whether we believe that that is it, that's the end, or there's life after that, it's sad, right? It's sad because we're not going to have that person in our life physically anymore. I found it really sad because not only were we saying goodbye to somebody, but I was also witnessing a sibling lose her brother. And it reminded me of that pain. Now, my grief is, as I say, my sister died in 1995. So I've grown around my grief. It's still there. It will never be gone, but I've grown around my grief and I have come to a place of acceptance with my grief. And actually, I love my grief because to experience the pain of losing someone is because that person was there and you loved that person. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite far down the road with my grief, with the loss of my sister. But seeing another sibling at the start of her journey with it, really, really reminded me of that time of when I lost my sister. Now, when Kate died, I was 20 years old. I was a very young woman and my life changed beyond recognition because of her passing. And today I stand here and tell you that I'm grateful for all of it. I really am. My sister's life and death is the collateral beauty of my lifetime lived so far. But when I got home, the next day, my uncle sent me a playlist. My uncle's quite quirky and he loves to create Spotify playlists and they are um, all based on songs that we've all loved. My family, um, my dad's side of the family are huge music enthusiasts 
and I've grown up with so many different genres of music. Like my Spotify playlists are so random because of the music that we've been, um, what we've experienced growing up. And he sent me this playlist and he said, oh, here's a collection of, of songs. And I started playing it and I went upstairs in my room and I had a huge wave of grief hit me. But the grief wasn't for the loss of my sister. It was for my 20 year old self and some of the stuff that she still hadn't been able to process. Because again, even at the age of 20, you're not emotionally prepared for a loss of such big magnitude. Nothing can prepare you for it, of course. Nothing can ever prepare you for such a devastating loss. I think, you know, losing grandparents for me wasn't as devastating because they came to the end of their life and it felt right. It's the passage, isn't it? It's the right passage We all hope to live a long, healthy life and then see our family grow, see grandchildren come along, get to elderly years and then gently pass away. You know, that's the drink for me anyway. So when my grandparents passed away, I was still very, very sad to say goodbye to them because I loved them dearly. But it felt different to as when I lost my sister and I lost my stepsister um, and things like, you know, it just felt very different to that. And I know at the age of 20, I didn't have the skills and the resources to be able to even begin that process of healing. My parents were understandably completely broken. They didn't have the resources to be able to to help me heal or my brother heal. Me and my brother dealt with it very differently. His outlet was different to mine. We were just scrambling on a day-to-day basis to keep our heads above water and to support our parents to keep their heads above water. It was a very, very dark time. And I understandably, again, wanted to get out of that dark time as quick as I possibly could and, and keep and get my world turning again. But it, it wasn't quite as simple as that. And life happened. We moved forward and transported back to last week, got home, put this playlist on and 20-year-old Steph showed up. And the only, only way I can explain that to you is that I was remembering things around that time that I had completely forgotten. And it was like she was showing me, this happened, Steph, and I don't really know what to do with that. And this happened, and I still feel really sad about that. So what did I do? How did I help 20-year-old Steph? I played the music really, really loud because I knew that that was a trigger. I knew this is what was the chain of events from going to the the funeral to then putting this playlist on I knew these were the chain of events that were showing up that I needed to access so I used the music I played it really really loud in my bedroom door shut no one bothering me and I let the tears I let them come I let them fall and I honored her and I spoke to her in the same way if my 21 year old son my younger son or any of my sons, to be honest, but the reason I chose him is because he's closest to that age that I was. In the same way that he sat and had experienced something similar, and he come and sat with me and was experiencing all of these emotions, I spoke to her in the same way I would have spoken to him or anybody that was going through this type of thing. I pulled her close, I nurtured her, I told her I loved her, I told her that she's going to be okay, I told her all the things that she's going to do, all of the beautiful blessings that are going to come as a result of this loss as well, because I think that's a really important thing. And I think if somebody has said to me, 
at the age of 20, it's going to be okay. You're going to have a family. You're going to have three incredible boys. You are going to get married, have three children. There's going to be some difficult times too. You're going to get divorced, but then you're going to meet this incredible person that just walks beside you unconditionally, free from judgment and just loves you for you. And then you're going to create this career or this life that is your purpose. And all of this is because of this loss and all of this is because of this darkness. I think it might have been easier for me to to see the future for what it was. But we, we don't have that. But what we can do when we're working with our inner child is we can go give that gift to her. You can absolutely go and work with her. It doesn't change what happens. It hasn't changed the experience. But what it does for me is it it puts the picture into a different type of focus. It maybe changes the contrast or the colour or what's attached to it, the rawness. That's what it does for me. When I was first introduced to inner child healing and I worked with seven-year-old little Steph, what it did for me was give, it gave me a sense of understanding of the woman I am now as well as a result of that. And that actually the feelings I have now are valid and important to acknowledge because they're showing up for a reason. They're showing up because I didn't know what was going on then and I needed to process. And I gave myself the gift of being able to process and let go of it. So when I gifted 20-year-old Steph this awareness last week, I just felt this sense of peace. I felt like a piece of her just went, oh, thank you. That all makes so much sense to me now. And I I felt a tiny piece of me heal because we're made up of multiple parts, multiple parts of ourselves. And it was that part, that 20 year old part just felt like it could go, oh my God, thank God. And a a sense of acceptance came for me. I'm sharing this because I want to inspire as many women as I can to really connect with themselves on a deep level. There's so much power in being self-aware of all of your lifetime lived all of the experiences and working with different parts of yourself, different ages, different elements of what you experience through your lifetime of standing in that strength of healing those parts and being able to move forward with them. But with that perspective just changed, the only way I can explain it to you is it's like when you go to the opticians and you're having your eyes tested and they put that funny little thing on your face or you look into something and they put all the different lenses And all of a sudden it becomes clear. And it's like that. It's all of a sudden when you're working with your inner child, all of a sudden it just becomes clear. And you then get to choose what you do with that. You then get to choose if you want to heal that part of you or you want to stay with it. Because we have choice. We have choice, don't we? So just for today, what I would love for you to take away from this episode is go and spend some time with your inner child. You can do this by playing with her. What did you used to love doing? when you was a little girl maybe it was riding a bike maybe it was swings at the park or the monkey bars at the park maybe it was rolling down hills I don't know maybe it was painting doing jigsaws making things go and do it remember and if you can't remember close your eyes and just breathe and think about that little girl think about your younger self and ask her what do you love to do just put it out there Ask your unconscious mind, tell me, what did I used to love doing? Because you may not be able to remember because it's just buried. It's just buried under layers of lifetime lived so far. And we can peel those back. We are well within our abilities to peel those layers back 
And it starts with communicating, communicating with ourselves, communicating with our unconscious, communicating with our younger selves. What did you love to do? And do it. Set the intention and go out and do something that you used to love doing as a child. And it might have just been walking out in nature. I don't know. Let me know though. I would love to hear how this is landing with you. Come and join my WhatsApp group. I'm going to put a link in the show notes or just come over to Instagram and chat with me there. DM me and let me know what it is that you're going to do to play with your inner child. I had a post in my WhatsApp group recently. One of my lovely members of my community went ice skating in December and she said to me, oh, it was joyful. I really connected with my inner child and it reminded me that I used to love roller skating. So I'm going to do more roller skating in 2024 and play with little Steph. And that was teenage Steph, well, pre-teen, probably like around age 12, 13, 11. Loved roller skating, absolutely loved it. And if you are local to me and you're similar age to me, you might remember we used to um, do roller skating at Chancellor Hall in town. And that was just like, I'm going to the Chancellor to go roller skating, but I'm digressing. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear reconnecting to inner child is something I do with all of my clients because I know the value I know the transformations that can come by connecting with her and it is something that I offer on my in-person pause and reconnect workshops as well as my one-to-one work I don't do it in any other way because it's very intimate and it's very very private I make um I, I bring it up in everything I do I sometimes do gentle connections in the way that I have been on this podcast today by getting you to think about how you like to play, what you like to do. But when we start the healing work, it's a very intimate thing and it's something I only do with my one-to-one clients. So if it's something that interests you, I will put a link to my website in the show notes. You can come come over and find out more about my one-to-one work. And with Pause and Reconnect, which is coming up very, very soon in Chelmsford on the 16th of January, not too late to grab a spot if you're thinking about it. During our lunch break, we're going to be doing some inner child play and we're going to be making things. I've got a beautiful lady called Debbie coming in to do a workshop with all the attendees. We're going to make bracelets and we will reignite our inner child during that session. So everything I've mentioned, the WhatsApp group, my website and pause and reconnect in-person event which is happening on the 16th of jam will be in the show notes i would love you to play a part in one of my offerings in 2024 until next time thank you for being here and listening in i am so so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you i would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at i am steph granger So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear, and feel what you feel. And really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.